0: Darbycast. Big old Darby cast. A little politics. A little politics on a Thursday. Politics Thursday. We are just, we're hot on the trail of knowledge. We are unearthing. We are excavating. So much truth. So much truth. Oh man. I mean. Yesterday, Economics Wednesday, we get into, uh, you know, I mentioned something yesterday. I did. I was talking about big soda. And I was, and that got me thinking. That got me thinking about the good old days of soda. You're, you're scratching your head. You're saying, when the hell was that? I've only lived in a time when soda has just ravaged uh, people's bellies and their teeth rots them. But let me tell you about a time. It's a magical time in uh, American history. It's called the old 1950s. Skip, skip, scooby-dee-bop, shooby-dooby-dooby. Right? That's the kind of stuff that people were feeling on a daily basis. They were feeling so good that they couldn't help themselves but have these outbursts of nonsense. A little aggressive, but I understand it. Oh boy, do I understand it. You're saying, how are you going to tie this in, you wily stud? I'll tell you how. I will tell you. I'll tell you how in a heartbeat. Ready? It's called there was cocaine in the soda. There was a little blow in this soda back in the 50s. You ever see a picture? You ever see a picture of the of the 1950s and see everybody in a diner? Everybody's in remarkably good shape. They're having a blast. Coincidence? Uh-uh. There's a little bit that nose candy, it was in the soda and it was totally fine. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing it. Sure. You had those, uh, those problem soda drinkers, right? You had that one guy, 1950s, butch. Yeah. You just wanted to take your girl to the diner, go get a stack of pancakes, a burger and whatever. Obviously you eat that, uh, you want to, you want to eat that before you have the soda. Otherwise you're going to have no appetite, but Butch just, uh, he kicks open the door. This usually isn't in the pictures in the 1950s or the, or the paintings of the diners or anything like that. But Butch was, there was a Butch in just about every town. He would kick in the door. He'd look like hell. His eyes are all bloodshot, his hair's all over the place. No pomade in that hair. Zero pomade. And you're just trying to, you're just trying to chill with your chick, and Butch comes in, he slaps a dime down on the on the counter. And he says, Give me two Coca-Cola's. And it's like, Butch, you'll get yours. No need to uh. I need to bring the intensity that you're bringing right now. Plenty to go around. There was no scarcity. Coca-Cola, great distribution. Blow in the soda. You're saying on a politics Thursday? Damn right. The politics of soda. I mean, think about the first time that you had a political run-in with soda. Because you've had plenty. And they started real early for you. They started way early for you. Think about it. When was the first time you heard about the politics of soda? Boom. Gotcha. Elementary school. You were in elementary school. There are uh, all those uppity kids. And they're running for class president. And they say, if I'm elected president, I can't promise to, uh, to put soda in the drinking fountains. And it's like, damn it, Chelsea. Don't tell me what you can't do for me. What can you do? I need real representation. I'm in fourth grade. Times are tough. I'm being, I'm getting hammered to shit by, by the bureaucratic, bloat of this elementary school. How? Why are we paying these administrators so much? You're supposed to step up. You're you're supposed to give a little pushback. Representative democracy. Wake up, Chelsea. Fuck. If you're gonna run, don't tell me what you can't do. Losing strategy. Who's your campaign manager? What are you doing? I think that's fair. Yeah, politics of uh, and soda? Intrinsically linked. But let's go back to the 1950s. You're not done hearing about Butch. You're not done hearing about Butch. And you're like, wow, you painted a picture of a guy who was kind of a mess. In a way, yeah. But also... You know, that guy was coming up with business ideas left and right after he put in a good six hours at the steel mill and just so productive, he's just turning iron ore. he's, he's smelting so hard guy can smelt for days, but he's only there for six hours. Why? Because he's productive as hell. Sipping out of Coca-Cola. Guy's in the zone all the time. He's got energy afterwards. You ever seen those pictures in the 1950s? You see that every every picket fence painted just pristinely all the time? Yeah, you can thank Butch for that. He's got so much energy after work, the steel mill. He's going around painting fences. Also, please regard any uh, photos in the 1950s. There's not a single piece of trash anywhere. Tip your hat to Butch on that one. Butch is roving around, and he is just saying, nope, nope, uh Nope, little something on the ground. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> got it. And in the beginning you were probably saying, I don't like Butch very much. He sounds like a ruffian. He sounds like a bit of a menace. And and you don't know Butch then. You don't know the real Butch. You don't know the real Butch. Sure, he shows up to the diner from time to time and he's and he's gonna slap a dime on the on the counter and say, Give me two. But that's fine. Do you see all of the good things that Butch is doing? We would be lucky in this day and age to have uh to have somebody like Butch. To have a, a bunch of Butches cruising around doing big things. And you're telling me there's no link between soda and and politics? Wow. Boy, are you ignorant if you're thinking that. That's a little embarrassing. Most of the Darby cast listeners, you are you, you know, but maybe there's some new listeners who are just giving this a try and they're like, that doesn't make sense to me. Of course it doesn't. You haven't been dialed into the show. You wouldn't understand. Not quite yet. Why don't you stick around for a little bit? Maybe uh, maybe you, you, you align your thoughts. Maybe you listen and maybe you have a couple things make a little bit more sense, maybe a whole lot more sense, Right. I sure hope there's a couple of those uh, kids who ran for elementary school president and they lost. They obviously lost because they didn't deliver. They told you explicitly that they weren't going to deliver. And I appreciate their honesty, but listen, Chels, if you honestly thought that you were going to win by saying you can't put soda in the drinking fountains, nor can you put blow in, uh, in that soda that's in the drinking fountains, if you complete all those things, you're running that school. What an efficient school that would be! All the kids would be learning so much and just coming up with business ideas left and right, left and right. Yeah. I mean, 2020 presidential election. I think that's the big issue that nobody has uh, has really put on the table. Nobody's put on the table. Now, let's be honest the the Dems uh, are they are they really going to run? Are they going to run Joe? Are they going to run? Malarkey, Joe. Because I don't think he stands a chance. I've been looking forward to the debates. Because, like, say what you will about Donnie J. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of Donnie J. But that dude is a world class heckler. He is a world class heckler. And you're saying that you're just going to put Malarkey Joe up there on the debate stage just to be torn apart? He better have some ammo. He better have some ammo going up there. If he even makes it. If he even makes it. I'm still waiting for that underhanded move by the DNC to be like, oh, actually, uh, um, it turns out uh, Joe Biden, he's he's too tired to run. We're we're going with Hillary again. And she just shows up and she's just cackling. What a show that would be. What a show that would be. Donny J just going hard. No matter who they put up there, those debates are going to be really something. I don't think any, anybody really stands a chance in a debate against a world-class heckler like Donnie J. I don't. I really, really don't. So they got to come prepared, and what better platform to run on than uh, and put a little blow back in the soda? You solve a lot of things with that. The obesity uh, epidemic? Done. It's vanquished. Yeah, that's just not, not an issue not an issue. People out of work? Unemployment? No chance. People are going to find things to do all the time. All the time. They're going to be coming up with so many business ideas, it'll blow your fucking mind. Innovation off the charts. It's, this is such an easy platform to run on. And of course, the TV pundits, they're going to give some pushback. They're going to give some pushback. There's going to be people, there's going to be some uppity people both in media and out who say, no, no, we can't have blow in the soda, but quietly in their private quarters. You know what they're saying? They're saying, fuck yes. Oh my God, this is awesome. You hypocrites. I understand why you have to do that because you're whoring yourselves out. You're trying to keep up appearances. You're not going to act like you're enthusiastic about a blow being uh, put back in the soda. You're going to act like that? You're going to act like that isn't going to transport us back to a time of zero, uh, zero trash on the ground and perfectly painted fences? People being real friendly going to diners again? Wow. The amount of vigor. And like, you listen, if you're on the left, maybe you, maybe you just don't like soda. And I know you people hate soda. You hate it. You hate it. Put a little blow in a coconut water. You're getting hydrated, you're getting hyped at the same time. Maybe that suits you. Maybe that's a better platform for, uh, for the left these days. I'm, I'm practically handing you the election. I don't really agree with a whole lot of the left's uh, anything. You could waltz your way to well over uh, 300 on that electoral college if you just put blow back in soda and other, and other beverages. Man, that's a layup that is so easy. That is so easy. They start naming kids butch again. And I don't know, American manufacturing comes back because our productivity is insane. You thought those sweatshop workers in China, and we got to pull out of China after the bullshit that they've been pulling. They've been pulling a lot of, a lot of yank, a bunch of nonsense. And if you remember, if you remember from uh, yesterday, it was obviously Jared who brought coronavirus back, but China's still been fucking us and we need to take our manufacturing sector back. And what better way to do that? What better way to do that than putting a little of that bam bam in some some drinks, in some beverages. All of a sudden, fire up the steel mills, boys. Fire up those steel mills. Just get after it. We need a six-hour workday and with, uh, with the kind of beverages that our guys are sipping, that's the equivalent of like, I don't know, three weeks worth of work in a Chinese sweatshop. Makes those Chinese uh, sweatshops look like uh, like those guys are a bunch of slackers. Because by comparison, productivity, output, they would be. They would be. You think you're going to go toe-to-toe in a productivity contest uh, working at a steel mill with Butch? An army of butchers you're, uh, you're deluded. What, a, what an obscure fantasy to think that Butch wouldn't be just spearheading the American manufacturing revival. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. 1950s, the politics of soda. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, what was that? You did a fact check. So you're saying Blow was outlawed in soda, in the late 20s, huh? Well, I don't think that changes a ton, Kyle. And here's why. Still a great political platform moving forward. A. B. Kyle. You don't know if... Oh, so Butch, Kyle? Think about Butch. Maybe he was just buying the soda and putting blow in it himself, okay? I wouldn't put that past Butch. Don't underestimate Butch, Kyle. That would be very naive to turn your back on Butch, his soda, and his productivity, and his business ideas, Kyle. Okay, back to it. Back to it. You didn't even, you didn't even know. Well, actually a good portion of the Darby cast listeners knew. Very bright people listening to Darby cast, incredibly bright people. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's in good shape. It's just with one fell swoop. All you got to do. It's one little thing. You know, there's a, there's a real estate mogul and his name is Gary Keller. Gary Keller, he wrote a book and it's called The One Thing. Very good book. I like it. It's kind of a uh, minimalist reductionist way to solve problems. But the entire premise of the book, uh when you're solving a problem and it could be anything. It it could be any problem or a or a cluster of problems. His assertion is that there is one thing that you could do an actionable step that would make all other steps to solving these problems, easier or unnecessary. And and that's it. You understand where I'm going with this? Blowing the soda? That is the Gary Keller one thing. You're saying, is this Gary Keller's idea behind the scenes? No, it's not. Because Gary Keller, as successful as he is, he doesn't have the balls to step up. And say we need to put uh blow in the soda. He doesn't. Really good guy. Successful fella. Created a very large company. Great book. Great book. And do I have to uh, tip my hat to him to say, thank you for being the catalyst. Thank you for helping me uh, piece this all together with your book. That's all it is. You know what? No knock on Gary Keller. Good guy. Good guy. He's actually a pretty good guy, I think. I don't know. I read his book; it's decent. That's that is the. It's the one thing that all other things become easier or unnecessary. People are saying we need more government, we need more programs, we need more, more spending. We need to cut more checks, and it's like you you do realize if we just uh, if we just started uh, growing a bunch of coca plants. Um, in the Colorado mountains, is, is that similar? Is that uh, is that climate? Kyle, can you uh check the compatibility of the climates between um, down in Colombia, and uh, what kind of conditions we need to really ramp up our coca leaf production? See where we could uh, do that geographically, where we could execute it, where we could make it all happen. Because if we're not gonna put action steps into into this, who are we? Who are we? I don't want to just Loviate and, and hypothesize aimlessly to no end. Seems a little silly to have great ideas and then to uh, let them fall by the wayside. Kyle, look into it. What did you study in college, Kyle? What did you study? Oh, your environmental studies. Oh, so this is pretty much right up your alley. Where did you go? Wait, where did you? Oh, that's you were at UC Davis. Go, Aggies. Go, Aggies. Good job. Good job, Kyle. So that's, that's really, uh, that's what we're going to do. It's not even going to be that tough. It's so straightforward. You know, these, these people in politics, you know what they say? It's a, it takes a smart person to make something simple, incredibly difficult. And that's American politics. Is it not? Is it not? But it's genius to take something incredibly complex and simplify it. That's it. Cut through the red tape. Don't be that dipshit kid running on, I can't do anything. I can't put soda in the drinking fountains. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. What that whatever that equivalent looks like in the debates. Trump's just Donnie J is just ripping you apart. And and Biden's just like, listen, I can't do a whole lot. I'm, there's, there's a lot of malarkey going around and it's like, Joe, what the fuck? Come on, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You know, Lizzie Warren, Lizzie Warren, she really, uh, she really bowed out. She was talking a huge game. She was making promises. She was saying healthcare for everyone. Doesn't matter if you're a citizen or not. Look up. Go to YouTube and just check out what, what Lizzie Warren was saying on the campaign trail. You know what she was saying? Everything but the right thing, the easy solution. Let's start coca plantations in, in Humboldt County. She wasn't saying that. Look up the compilation of where she was saying, I was visibly pregnant. I got treated like shit. And it's like, Warren, I don't believe anything that you ever have said. You lost all your credibility when you beguiled your way into Harvard and said you were a Native American. What what percentage Native American? Surefire way to lose your credibility. Surefire way. You think Warren could just walk into Cherokee lands and and go to a tribal leader and say, "Do we have a waka Do You guys know what that means? It's a meeting of the minds, a little waka You go up to Running Bear and he just He's like, you guys, you guys, uh, you guys really fucked us over. You guys fucked us over. And you keep doing yourselves dirty. A man, you guys know how to show up and fuck things up, make things way, you know how to overcomplicate things. Running bear knows that a step in the right direction would be putting blow and soda. He knows that he's known that for years. He has known that for years. I mean, talk about the ultimate life of simplicity. Running bare, what his ancestors had going for him. You know what Native Americans were doing on the reg? They were riding around on horseback, shooting bows and arrows, making the kills, being respectful of the kills, taking down a buff, then using the hide, and going back to the teepee, scoping his squaw, looking at those big... uh those big Cherokee milkers being like, I'm going to, you about ready to toke on the peace pipe, babe? Yeah, you know, little, uh, a little underhanded uh, Native American joke. I mean, they were hilarious. You don't even know that because you don't run in the kind of circles with uh, with Running Bear. Maybe we should be consulting guys like Running Bear a little bit more often on simplifying things. I think we need a political council. You know, 2020, put on the ticket. This is it. This is Politics Thursday. And I think it's just been entirely figured out. You know who I want on the ticket? 2020? I think a lot of people could get behind this. I'm taking Gary Keller and Running Bear. And they are running on the concept of simplicity. And they're going to put blow in the sodas. What a move for physical health, environmentalism, and just taking it easy a little bit, you know? Man, Running Bear had it right. Gary Keller. Gary Keller's a good public speaker. Running Bear, he's got the ideas. He's more of a chiller. He just likes a, a good day of hunting, shooting the bow from horseback, kind of fishing, hanging out with his pals. And he just goes home at night, his squaw. She's just uh, she's made him a nice meal. She does some, uh, some Native American uh, sexual acts on him that you wouldn't even imagine. You can't even imagine the kind of sensory overload that a, that a traditional, authentic squaw can put out there. Boy, yeah, that's what 2020 needs. The world seems a little complicated. It seems a little complex, but it's really not. That's why we need Gary Keller and running bear to hit the campaign trail. Oh, and you'd rise in the polls immediately. People say independent candidates, they don't have a chance. I mean, I think that leads to the utter destruction of the American political system. They say, wow, what have we been doing? We've been letting these guys just come up with their, uh, they've been really adding too much complexity. They've been adding too much complexity. To the world, they have. Running bear is going to say we need to take a naturalist. We need to have a. We need to be environmentalists. We don't need as much uh, industrialization, and that's a that's a newsflash to a guy like Butch who's been killing it in the steel mill. But it's not as though Butch doesn't have the capacity to come up with new business ideas based on simplifying things. Yeah, if Butch can't crush it in the steel mill, he's going to do something else. He's still going to be productive. I know a lot of you people were thinking like, this is a pretty good idea with Gary Keller and running bear, but what of Butch? What's going to happen to Butch? Butch is going to be fine. Butch is going to be fine. That's politics for you. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. A lot of you already knew. A lot of you already knew. That's Darby cast for you. That's a politics Thursday. That is a politics Thursday. Go ahead and share this with somebody who really needs to hear this. Somebody who's feeling a little bit, a little bit wishy washy about American politics. Somebody who's a little bit disillusioned with the state of things. Give them a little bit of hope. I know a lot of these candidates run on hope and change, but none of them are running on the hope and change that comes from putting blowback in the soda and putting running bear on the ticket with Gary Keller and letting Butch do Butch, Darby cast, follow, like, subscribe, share. You got to do it. You have to do it. You have to. If you've listened to even one of these and you haven't, boy, that's a little embarrassing, isn't it? That you would allow yourself to miss one of these after, after having your world turned upside down in the most positive way. You're telling me that you just wouldn't subscribe and then share it with all your friends, especially in the group text. Everybody's got a group text. everybody got a group text with their peeps. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. I know what's going on. Subscribe, share, follow us at USA at USA on all social media. Still working on the Twitter. I, I don't know if I'm buying into Twitter and that's okay. That's okay. Maybe I will one day. Maybe I won't. DarbyshireUSA.com. Stay tuned because you know what tomorrow is? You know what tomorrow is? That's right. It's Wild Card Friday. And that's DerbyCast for you. Have a great day. Wild Card Friday. Coming at you fast. Tomorrow. Boom.